My name is Cade Cooper. I'm getting ready to launch a uh, podcast slash uh, YouTube channel slash a social media campaign called Getting Your Life Back with Cade Cooper. For the better part of five months, I've been working on this project. I've put a ton of time into it. I've put a lot of finances into it. I've, uh, you know, put aside personal ambitions and a lot of my leisure time in hopes to create something that may bring some value to people in a time that I see a lot of people struggling and scared with not really a lot of answers of how to get out. I recently recorded my life story as part of this and uh, you know I didn't really know what I was going to say but I just uh, had an idea. Um, We started the camera, I started talking and then an hour and 49 minutes later it was done. I have not edited it at all. Um, My prayer to God the whole time was just help me say what you want me to say. And it's it's interesting watching it um, as I've done so. And I hope that as you watch this, and I have separated it into three parts, you can find some value in it. I want to kind of explain just a little bit about me and and why I'm doing this. I'm a small-town Utah boy who grew up um, in Utah, uh, to, to very good parents, you know, I I spent most of my adult life in the southern United States, and I've been back in Utah for the last five years. I'm a single father. I have a uh, 13-year-old daughter. Yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> and I have a 10-year-old son. I've been single for about five and a half years. I'm a small business owner. I am a grateful recovering addict to at one time a crippling drug addiction and earlier in my life a crippling pornography addiction. I'm a child of God and um, most importantly so are you. You know as I started to cultivate my gifts and try to decide what I wanted to do with my life I I've always known I had a gift for communicating and with connect, for connecting with people, but at times I didn't always use that to get people to do the best things, primarily to get people high because I thought it was funny. But as I've really started working on myself and you know, as I got clean and I've been clean for quite a while now, I started to learn all these things, all these ways to kind of you know, work on myself. And I, my prayer to God has always been help me to be able to help as many people as I possibly can. Uh, so about five years ago, I was uh, just recently divorced, you know, and I was I went on a late pal singles trip, and uh, I was on a boat with a bunch of hot women, and um, they were all in bikinis, and they were pumping the rap music, and I was just, you know, thinking, you know, five years ago, I did not picture myself here, but I'm sure glad I am. <laughs> and I remember coming home, and I posted all these pictures online. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but um, something interesting happened. I started getting messages from people wanting to get divorced. And uh, the primary reason was because of my Facebook. They're like, your life looks wonderful. And God impressed upon me very strongly that I need to be careful what I convey on social media. Because comparison is the thief of joy. And comparison's fundamentally inaccurate because we really don't know what's going on in other people's lives. We only know what our perception of what's going on and what they allow us to see. And most people only want to show 
what they want the world to see because they feel like, hey, if you saw the ugly things about me or the things that I've done, you wouldn't accept me or you wouldn't love me. And so God hit me very strongly. Your life is not one to be anonymous. And you need to post your reality. And, you know, as I started to do it at first, I loved it. I loved attention, and it got me a lot of attention because there weren't people really posting like I posted. And, you know, as I kept doing it, I started liking it less because, you know, being transparent about being an addict and, and doing these different things, and a lot of this time as I was posting, I wasn't sober yet. Well, it creates issues, right? It created issues with dating. <laughs> Yeah, surprise there. I've had people question my integrity and accuse me of doing things for my own purposes. But I wondered, why do you keep having me do this? And I understood it was helping people. But as I've really started to heal, I've spent probably a quarter million dollars on self-help. And, you know, a lot of people I talk to will be like, Cade, you're really strong. Or, you know, you're, you're strong in your faith or your convictions. And I'm like, well, maybe. Well, I am, but... On a, on a fundamental level, I just don't like pain. I don't like to suffer. The more I work on myself, the more I understand my mind. For me, the more I can connect with God, the less I suffer, and the more I'm able to help people. And my learning curve was expedited because as my life, as you watch my story, was starting to get pretty scary. I had two choices. Get better or leave my kids without a dad. And I made the right choice. So as I started getting healthy, I was wondering what would be the best way for me to share my gifts. And, you know, I worked a lot with people one-on-one. A lot of you that have followed me for a while through my posting and through interactions, we've had some very special experiences. You know, I've worked with young kids. I've worked a lot with women who've went through all sorts of trauma. I've helped women deal with the, the manipulations of men. I've uh, worked with guys as well. I've worked with married couples. I've worked with business couples. This is not a singles podcast. It's not a I'm rich podcast and do you want to get rich podcast. It's, it's not an addiction podcast. It's not a business podcast. It's simply how to get your life back. And th- there's a part of me that doesn't love putting my very raw story out there. But part of it is by seeing it, hopefully it will give people courage to seek the help that they need to get better. Because really when it comes down to it, I don't care anymore what people think of me. Because I know my heart, I know why I did what I did, and I want to help people. And as long as we're caught in shame, we're never going to heal. I I believe, you know, as people see my story, it's going to elicit all kinds of reactions. I'm fully prepared to upset some certain people. My intention is not to do that. I'm not trying to be divisive on here to get followers or likes. I'm just stating what I view is truth and what will help people. And I'm not always right by any means. I'm always learning new things and I'm always open to new things. And this pursuit of truth and this pursuit of healing has led me to the framework and the ideas and the faith that I currently believe. And as long as I do that, I believe that God will continue to lead me into truth. So I hope that my story helps you. I, you know, I felt inadequate as I watched it. I don't, I don't really have 
I don't know how to convey the, the truth that God deserves and, and really the raw emotion and, and the pain and the healing and the joy that went into everything in my life. But my life is so different today. I worked on the things that caused the problems. We all, in the end, suffer from the same thing. We all suffer from trauma. And trauma is basically experiences that we go through that our mind cannot process for what they are. And the earlier trauma happens, the greater impact on the brain because it stops the brain from developing wherever it is. You know, an example of this would be someone is abandoned when they're four years old. Say dad leaves, right? They can develop what's called a fear of abandonment. Well, if not processed properly, that fear of abandonment can become catastrophic. It can lead to all types of personality disorders, and it can also lead them to never having any truly strong interactions and, and meaningful relationships with people. And the reason why is they're viewing what happened at four years old with the coping skills of a four-year-old. And so when a situation reminds them of that or when they meet someone that they think can really hurt them, although they care about them, their brain will say, you've got to push them back because they're going to hurt you. And if they really get triggered, they'll go back into what's called post-traumatic stress. And now they're dealing with stuff as a four-year-old. I believe in processing your trauma. Everyone wants a quick fix in this life, and, and it's human nature to an extent, right? We want to get rich quick. We want to do the littlest amount of work. We want to find the quickest method for healing. You know, we want to just hurry and read the books. I believe that true change it can be, you know, it can happen through a variety of ways or in conjunction with a variety of ways, but it is difficult. And in the end, you have to go back and you have to, with someone who is good and, and, and uh, capable and knows what they're doing, help you and liberate you from that trauma so you don't need these toxic coping mechanisms anymore that are holding you back. And so through this, I want to bring on other people as I do this thing called Getting Your Life Back with Cade Cooper because I, I recognize not everyone believes like me and not everyone thinks like me. And I don't have the answers for everyone. We're all very different. But I know a lot of people, a lot. And some of them differ wildly than me. Some of their political beliefs are completely opposite. Some of their religious beliefs are opposite. And I don't require them to think like me. In fact, when someone doesn't agree with me, it doesn't make me mad. I want to understand why. And especially if it upsets me, I really want to understand why, because they've, they've sparked an emotional response, which isn't as easy to get. And I feel like the more we hear about this, the more we hear different ways that people heal, eventually we'll draw some parallels. But I have a pretty high sample size of the methods that I've learned through the grace of God, through you know a lot of money on multiple rehabs, through uh, you know, meeting with a therapist for years and years that's basically trained me to be a therapist myself, and he's one of the best in the United States. And I've implemented these things, and I've seen very neat results. And so my prayer has been, God, help me to know how to help as many people as possible. 
Well, I started doing interventions, and uh, you know, one day, one of my best friends called me, Clint Olson, and, and he had pitched me the idea before, and he said, how about you do a podcast? And it felt different, and I couldn't get it out of my mind. And it's evolved, and you know, now it's a, a YouTube channel, and now it's also going to include writings and different things and bringing people on. But God has led me to do what I'm doing. And, you know, it excites me and it makes me nervous at the same time. But I know I have certain things to offer that can help people. In the end, I'm not asking, you know, for your money. I'm not asking. I don't care about how many followers I get. I I did at one point as I was thinking about this. I had a lot of ambitions and there was a lot of worry if my expectations weren't met. And then there was crippling uh, fears of inadequacy, which, you know, is probably good for a man like me. Um, But in the end, I just want to help whoever I can. And if I help one person to, you know, or at least play a part and help liberate them from, from these fears and trauma, these different things that hold them back, this would have all been worth it. Dave Chappelle has a quote, and it's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing and what I've seen. But he said, our culture has accepted two great lies. The first is, if someone doesn't believe or act like you, they should be hated or feared. The second is, in order to love someone, you have to believe, act, and behave like they do. Both of which are nonsense. We do not have to compromise our convictions to be compassionate. I routinely will meet new people, and the conversation kind of goes like this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. No, you're not. No, yes, I am. No, you're not. No, I really am. No, you're not. No, I really am. The way I look, a lot of people don't seem to think that way. Well, I want to explain to you why I am, why I align myself to that specifically. You know, for me, and it's not only my faith, but the way I live and the people I surround myself with and all of it together, I've lived about every way that I can, and it is by far the most effective way I've found at maximizing joy and minimizing pain. And I don't like pain. So as I've as I've grown, as I've learned this, I've realized that, you know, this whole cancel culture movement, this whole, this person doesn't agree with this, then they're the problem. There's some fundamental flaws here. You know, we've been hit with some pretty heavy things. You know, no one would have thought three or four years ago that people would have been walking around with masks and, you know, businesses would have been shut down and no one would have been driving on the freeway. We would have thought the zombies had came. Well, what I've noticed is a lot of people have picked a side and, and, you know, they blame the other side. When in reality, the other side has nothing to do with the measures that have been enacted to counter these situations. You know, we'll, we'll talk about who's president, for example. Our nation is being destroyed by partisanship and... Say I have a neighbor, Bob, here, and Bob and I have been friends for a long time and got along and our kids play on the same soccer team and, you know, we go to church and we have barbecues. Well, say my guy that I wanted didn't get elected, but Bob's did. And so I'm on every day 
looking at the news and, and looking at opposite opinions and I'm looking at what I consider to be a decline in civilization and morality and whatever and I'm fear and worried about my kids. Well, I'm upset because it's people like Bob who got this guy elected and so I start fighting with Bob and then I get on and I start posting really divisive things online. And the funny thing is Bob did not get this person elected and I've never seen one person change anyone's opinion online by starting a controversial thread about politics or religion. I would think if you really want to shift someone or if you really think that your ideology is correct and you want to have a good conversation, maybe you could do a Facebook story because that way if someone wanted to interact with you, it would need to be a private conversation. But we're misguided in, in who we're upset with. And then we spend all our days trying to figure out what, why what is happening. Who is responsible for gas prices? Was the election rigged? Who has special interests where? And we start to feel these conspiracy theories come up. I'm not saying that they don't exist. But can we do anything about them? Is it within our scope of influence? Uh, most of the time not. You and I probably can't control who's president of the United States. We should still vote, but that's without our control. We can't control gas prices, but do you know what we can do? We can ruin valuable relationships fighting with people that think differently. Or, you know, we can spend all our time trying to look at things and we can lose our peace. You know, for me, what gives me peace is Jesus Christ. For me, I look to him, and 2,000 years ago, he said all this was going to happen. And he promised me that in this life I would have tribulation, but to be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. I spend my time focusing on things I can control. If something bad happens to me, or negatively, and I didn't cause it like inflation or gas or policy or whatever, I don't really worry about it. That's just part of my moral trial. And you know, it helps to believe in God like I do because I also view it as just part of what he wants me to go through in order to grow, to eventually become happier and be able to help more people. But anger is an interesting emotion. It's a secondary emotion to fear. When we're scared because of what's going on, we, we like to get angry because it numbs our fear. And so we lash out at people that have no control over what's happening. We destroy relationships. We spend all our days obsessing about things that might be true or might not, but will have little effect. Well, throughout this, I want to talk about ways on focusing on what we can control. On understanding that people can have different opinions and they really don't affect us. And there's a spectrum. Not every Republican thinks the same. Not every Democrat thinks the same. Not every member of my church thinks the same. Not every Muslim thinks the same. People think differently. I've become a much better person from learning from all different types of people. A majority of my professional career, I have knocked doors selling pest control in two years in Hawaii. Um, sharing my religion and talk to thousands upon thousands of people. I've lived in nine different states. Learning different people and different ideologies, ideologies has made me a better person. It's made me open. I do not think I know everything by any stretch of the imagination. I think what makes me a wise man is I'm always open to learning more.
So I want to bring people on. I want them to share their stories. And then I want to do sub episodes about specific topics. You know, a topic about codependency. As I talk to people, most people don't really understand what codependency is. And they think it's being dependent upon people. That's not what it is. You know, if you're raised in a hyper-religious household, you might suffer from what's called toxic perfectionism. And that's always feeling like you're not doing enough. Uh, you're, you're not good with God if you do believe in Him unless you're perfect. That's something I definitely suffered with. All or nothing thinking. I'm going to go all the way in, and if I mess up a little bit, then I'm just going to go all the other way. It's another thing, you know, I want to talk about addiction. I know a ton about it and work with people a lot. Trauma in all its ways, shapes, and forms. Pornography and, uh, you know, destigmatizing the shame of it and helping you guys who struggle realize that you're not bad people, but at the same time sharing the damning nature of it. And, you know, the science of it is indisputable, what it does to your brain, regardless of your, your moral convictions about it. My point is, I see a lot of information that's good information, but where I see it lack is the implementation. Well, you know, it's probably good to set boundaries, but what do they mean? And when we start setting them, if someone gets upset, then we feel bad. You know, we fear conflict so much, we let people walk all over us, and it just eats at us, it eats at us, till one day we just blow up. Well, through a lot of life experience, I've learned some very fascinating things. And so I look forward to sharing them with you. In the end, I think it's up to us to heal. As I talk to people about the type of money I spend on myself, and I I recommend that to them, a common uh, reaction is, I don't have the money to do that. Well, if your brain's working right, and if you're not held back by your past, and you're not paralyzed by your future, you're gonna be a lot more efficient in the present. I think investing in yourself is the most worthwhile thing you'll ever do. And you know, I spend a hundred thousand on the human body healing my stomach. I understand a lot about that. I know how to start a business. I know how to lose a business as well, which I'll share with you in my story. I wouldn't recommend it. But change is hard. I don't know if there's an easy way around it, but it's so worth it. Today I I have my life back, and I think there's all different types of avenues and methods that can work for different people, and I also think in conjunction they can work. In the end, my goal here is not to convert you to my way of thinking. It's not to convert you to my faith. It's, it's not to try to get you to act like I want you to act. I think diversity is what makes this place beautiful. It's just to share with you what I think are pretty universal principles that generally will help everyone. Mickey Mantle said, it's amazing how much we don't know about the game we've been playing our whole life. Well, I played that game for a long time and I reacted and I did certain things and I just thought that's how I was. Well, I know a lot about the game that I play now and it's a lot easier game to play. So I hope you find some value in this. You know, I am willing to put myself online and and have people see parts of my life that, you know, I'm not ashamed about, but quite frankly, aren't thrilled to share. But it is worth it to me if it helps you. 
If you know someone who's struggling, if, you, if they're struggling with drugs, if they're struggling with trauma, if they're struggling with relationships, if they're scared about the direction of the world, if they want to know if there's a God, whatever it is, if my messages bring peace to you or you find value in them, please share them. Look up my YouTube channel, Getting Your Life Back with Cade Cooper. Check out my business page on Facebook, Getting Your Life Back with Cade Cooper. I'll also stream this audio to the streaming sites as well. God put me on this earth to help people. And that's what I love to do. When I'm connecting with people and it's authentic, genuine connection, it's when I'm at my best. And I don't believe there's any reason to fear. I know God is real, and I'll talk a lot about God, and whether you believe in God, He believes in you. But regardless if you do or don't, I still think that we can help each other. I still think that we can share things that that, uh, will benefit each other, and we can work together and stop destroying relationships and stop pointing fingers and get back to what we're sent here to do, which is connect and to lift and to help. So I'm excited for this. I don't know exactly what it will do with my life, but I I do believe it will change it in certain ways, and I believe it will be for good, and some of it will be hard, but in the end, I have gotten my life back. So as you click on the next episode, you'll see my story. And like I said, I've broken it up into three points and three parts and then after that I'll start to bring people on and we'll just let this thing evolve as it goes so excited for you guys to listen and grow with me and me to learn from you and hopefully you can learn something from me along the way as we get our life back